all the diets and it didn't work. And it feels like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just follow the rules of this diet? Maybe I'm broken. Well, this episode is all about the three reasons why it's not your fault that the diet didn't work and what to do instead. Let's go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello. How are you today? I hope that you are having a great day and that you are feeling awesome and appreciating yourself. So today I want to talk to you about the three reasons why it's not your fault that that diet didn't work. So I don't don't know about you, but I've tried a bunch of diets in, my, in the past. So like I've tried paleo, I've tried low carb, slow carb, even vegan for <laughs> that lasted for like a month. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And you know, when I meet a new client, I want to learn about their history of health and weight loss. And so I'm like, hey, tell me a little bit about, uh, about your health and your history with weight loss so that we can kind of get to know each other. I can get a little bit of a history and background. And so often people will say some version of, well, I've been struggling with my weight since um, high school or college or what have you. And I've tried all the diets, whether I've tried Whole30, Keto, Paleo, all these things. And maybe it worked for a little while. And, uh, you know, I kept the weight off for uh, six months, uh, but then slowly but surely it kept coming back. Or I lost a bunch of weight, but then, uh, you know, we had a family crisis or the pandemic happened and the weight just came right back. And I want to talk to you today about why it's not your fault that it didn't work for you. So there's three specific reasons. So number one, diets go against the grain of how our brains are wired. So a little bit of about our brain, we've got the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Our conscious mind is the prefrontal cortex that's right behind your forehead. That's where we make decisions. That's where we have kind of long-term planning, the things about, uh, you know, I want to take this job versus that job, or uh, where are we going to go for our vacation this year? Or I know I'm going to go on a diet. That's where we make our decisions. However, the prefrontal cortex, the conscious mind is the evolutionarily younger part of the brain. The subconscious mind is, is our more primitive part of the brain. And that's the part of the brain where we get most of our behavior comes from. The you know, estimates vary, but you know, 95% or so of our thoughts and actions come from our subconscious mind. And if you think about it, as humans, we are wired to look for what's wrong. So back on the back in the day when there's you know cave gal Sally and cave gal Jill on the savanna. Cave Gal Jill is looking at the gorgeous flowers and you know, appreciating the beauty of like, oh, these flowers are so pretty. Whereas Sally is saying, wait, was that was that a rustle in the grass? Is that a tiger? And so she's like, I am out of here. Jill, see ya. And Jill is the one that got eaten by the tiger. And Sally is the one that survived long enough to pass on her kind of freak out gene of like, wait, no, what's wrong? And so over time, our brains learned that it's good to look for what's wrong and be alert for change and assign danger warning to anything that's different. And so here comes a diet. And it's like, 
I tell you what, we're going to change all this stuff. Instead of having your afternoon snack, you get nothing. Instead of having uh, dessert after dinner, you get nothing. It, instead of instead of this, you get that. And, and we change so many things. Oh, and by the way, I'm also going to work out six days a week for an hour and a half. When we change so many things all at once, the more powerful, more primitive part of our brain freaks out and was like, this is bad. Any kind of change is bad. And so when we go on a diet, our prefrontal cortex, our, our decision-making part of our mind is like, this is a great idea. And the stronger part of our brain is like, are you kidding me? What? This, this is a, a huge threat to my survival. And so that's why diets, just by their very nature, go against the grain of how our brains are wired. The second reason why it's not your fault that that diet didn't work is because of something called the diet mentality. So when we go on a diet, that kind of subtly sends this message to your brain, that subconscious part of your brain of saying, well, if I'm on a diet, then one day I'm going to be off the diet. And so I can behave this way that, the, you know, and follow the rules of the diet for now until I reach my, you know, mythical goal weight, whatever it might be. But then one day I'm going to be off the diet and I can go back to quote unquote normal. But the problem is normal is what got us here in the first place. So if you go back to normal, you will regain the weight. But the diet culture never teaches us how to change our thinking. They're just saying, follow these rules. It's really simple. And then, of course, I feel like the idiot when I can't follow the simple rules because, you know, it's just follow these steps. And that I feel like I'm the problem when in reality, they set us up to be like, well, go on this diet. And our brains tell us, well, one day, once I lose the weight, once I reach the number on the scale that I'm looking for, then I can go off my diet. So if the diet didn't work for you, that's the second reason why it's not your fault. The third reason why that diet didn't work and it's not your fault is because we tend to, versus as a society and definitely in the diet culture, we tend to place our happiness out there. I'll be happy when I lose weight. I can go on the vacation when I lose weight. I will be able to spend the money once I get the, you know, the raise. We, we give ourselves these goals and this finish line that's always out there on the horizon. And we place our joy, our, our, our willingness to sort of soak in and, and feel happy out there after I accomplish this goal, after I do the thing. So we do ourselves a disservice when we teach ourselves that I'll be happy when I lose weight. I'll chase that horizon because our brains are incredible learning machines. They're so good at looking at patterns and repeating them. And whatever you repeat, your brain will learn. And if you repeatedly teach your brain to be happy tomorrow, but not today, then happy is never today. It's always tomorrow. We're always out there and we're chasing that horizon. It's always just a little bit out of reach. And so we, even if you reach that goal weight, you know, I remember looking at the before and after pictures of, of the the extreme workout program. And, you know, you've seen those before, the before and after. And I was like, whoa, those after pictures are super impressive. And so I did all the workouts. I did the intense stuff and I never felt like I got to the after picture. And I was like, well, I guess I need to work out some more. So I'll do another 90 day program. And still the after picture wasn't there. I, I never felt like I got there. And I realized it's it's like always never enough. And when we place our happiness, our worthiness, our enoughness on the after picture or on some number on the scale, 
You can reach that number on the scale and still not feel enough. You can get to that gene size and still not feel happy because you have trained your brain to think of, I'll be happy when, not I'll be happy while. We've trained our brains to learn, I'll be happy when I lose the weight, not I'll be happy while I lose the weight. And so once you get to that after picture, your brain doesn't know how to be happy. It doesn't know how to sit and enjoy, here I am, I love myself. Because we never practice that. We never practice appreciating who we are. And so instead of chasing that horizon, instead of running for that finish line, you know, that we, we tend to treat weight loss like a race that I'm going to, I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to follow all the rules until I cross that finish line and I get to my goal weight and then woohoo, I won. I can go back to normal. And that is what got us here in the first place. So instead of thinking of weight loss like a race, think of it instead like being a gardener. Your health, your body is like a garden. And in in any garden, you get, you know, you got to take care of the soil, you got to plant the seeds, you got to water it, uh, you give it some sunshine and so forth, and weeds are going to come up. That's normal. That nothing's wrong with you as a, as a gardener if weeds come up. So nothing's wrong with you as a person who is trying to take care of their health and perhaps lose a few pounds. Nothing's wrong with you if you struggle a little bit, if you have a slip here and there, if your thoughts are like, this is crazy, that's normal. Weeds are normal. And as you tend and nurture your garden, your body, your health, it's a practice. It's a discipline. It's like practicing yoga or practicing medicine. It's not something that there's a finish line. If you got your garden looking amazing and gorgeous, you could be like, woohoo, I did it. And if you go and take three months off, guess what's going to happen to your garden? Yeah, it's going to get overgrown and it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall into disrepair. Your body and your weight are the same. Instead of chasing after a finish line, think about tending your garden, that you are nurturing your, your body, your heart, your soul. And you do that with the food that you take in, with the exercise that you do, but you also do that with your thoughts. And so practice looking for ways to appreciate yourself today. Why? Because you are a piece of the divine. You are completely worthy and gorgeous and amazing exactly as you are. I wish that you could see yourself through my eyes, that you could see how incredible you are. And instead of thinking like, well, I just, I don't do this or I'm not enough this way. See yourself the way I see you. And you might be like, well, Lizzie, we, we, I don't, you don't even know me. Like we've not met and I get it. And yet I bet that if you were here and we were sitting together, I could see all the ways that you take care of the people in your life, the way that they are better, that our whole world is better because you are in it. And there is only one you, and you were created for a reason, and you deserve to see yourself for the divine miracle that you are. So if there's one takeaway I want you to take from this week, it's about the the diet mentality and that we're not chasing the finish line, we're tending our garden. And when you want to change things to improve your garden, don't take on a million things at once. That's what the diet does. And our your subconscious mind is like, nope, not going to do it because change equals bad. So what we want to do is we kind of want to sneak below the radar of the freak out meter of your subconscious mind. And the way to do that is instead of changing a whole bunch of things, just change one thing. So 
I want you to think about, here's your, here's your one action step from this episode today. I want you to think about what are all the things you could do this week to change, to, to help you lose weight, to help you feel better in your body. Could be, maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's drink more water. Maybe it's add a vegetable to dinner or, uh, you know, reduce your snacking, uh, between lunch and dinner, whatever it is. Think of all the things you could potentially do or the things you quote unquote feel like you should do. Yeah. We're going to talk about the shoulds in, the, in a couple episodes. So list them all out. What are all the things you could do? Then I want you to identify which one feels the easiest. Which one is the one where you're like, okay, I know I can nail that one. That is the, I want you to just put a circle around it. And that is the only one that I want you to focus on this week. Don't do, don't do five things. Don't do three things. One thing. Why? Because we're sneaking beneath the radar of the subconscious mind that says change is bad. Change is, you know, the saber tooth tiger. If when we just change one thing, we're like, hey, chill, it's okay. We're just changing this little thing, it's no biggie. So take all those things you could change, list them out, circle the easiest one, and only focus on that this week. All right, so that's it, just one little change. That's what I got for you today. I hope it was helpful, and I can't wait to hear how it goes. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing, and I genuinely appreciate it, and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.